Hey, welcome to Summer at Freeway Church, and we're excited about what's going on here at Freeway. This summer, we are trying an experiment. The experiment is uh, midweek. What kind of podcast could we do? Hey, everyone. Welcome to a podcast today, and I have with me Alyssa Lucier. Can you say hello? Hello. Hey, I hope the mic works well, but we're here. And um, we're excited to have this kind of experimental podcast on the channel. And um, today, I was talking to Alyssa, and I was like, would you be my guest? And I said, only if I have a theme song. I'm not doing a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boo. <laughs> yeah. So on Sunday, we were, got to talking and said, hey, what, what can we have a podcast about? And so on Sunday, we were talking about what's under the surface right and thank you for singing the song list oh you're so welcome yes the kids are wondering if you're singing bruno on sunday yeah they've been practicing they think we're gonna do this every week now so yes it's a bit of a problem but but surface pressure was a great song the the words are so perfect for what you're talking about so i was glad we did it i thought it hit hit the point well yeah uh, so and then you did a great job. It was fun to just hear you. And if you hear the recording, you can hear the kids like singing along, which, is, <laughs> which was super fun. They loved it. If anything, our family, it was a win for us. Right. right. <laughs> so we got to talking and was like, hey, what can we talk about when it comes to surface pressure or what's under the surface? And since we're both here, we thought we'd talk about marriage. Like because in marriage relationships, um, what's under the surface really matters. Like what's under the surface between you as a relationship. And I guess that for you, if you're listening today and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm not married. Well, you have relationships. And uh, under the surface, um, there can be something in every relationship, right? If a friend or a parent or a child, um, there's you build a relationship. Right. I think the people closest to you are often the people we shove things under the rug with the most, too. Because we don't want to be in conflict with the people we're with all the time right so it's not just people you're married to could be anyone you see often right so when for you Alyssa, like when i say what's under the surface of your relationship like what what does that mean like what does what is the context that can mean a lot of things but what does it mean to you yeah i mean i i think of that phrase shoving something under the rug i think about you know, how little things that you deal with with your spouse that might bother you or frustrate you or you might wonder about, um, you just sometimes might shove it aside. Maybe you don't have time to deal with it in the moment or it just seems too stressful. But then what happens is that it builds and builds and each time maybe it's like a pet peeve. Maybe you're popping bubbles with your bubble gum and each time you pop a new bubble, it gets, it gets more and more under your skin, the sound, you know, until eventually you just blow up and then all that stuff that's been under the surface, like, just kind of comes catapulting out and then you have a huge mess on your hands, right? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, especially when you first get married, like, and I think, or if you have a roommate, right? Like, roommate relationships have, like, similar struggles, like, right. Because you're, you're not only married, but you're also roommates. Like, and so like if you were to parse out your relationship between, hey, this is where I sh- we share life together. This is where we share things together. Yes. And this is where we share our relationship with God. This is where we, you know, we're individuals. Like all of that stuff. 
compounds. And I, I just always think of like when um, my friend, uh, my friend Katie got married to my friend Dave. And like Katie said, oh my goodness, I can't believe I married a boy. Like, like <laughs> there's just so much boyness happening all the time. Right, My friend Dave's right. very masculine. He loves football and <laughs> smelly shorts and like just very boy things all the time. And she's like, I can't believe it, right? Because there's just all these little things that add up. And so really what we're talking about today is what's under the surface of our relationships. And so uh, listen, I got to thinking and we, we said, okay, well, how how do you handle that? Like, how do you if you're always sweeping something under the rug, you're going to get a mountain of things under the rug. And so, well, while you can't deal with it in every moment, uh, what? how do you deal with it? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've gotten better at this over the years. I think it was, I mean, in my family growing up, that's kind of what you did. That was the culture of <laughs> my family. So we were used to like trying to avoid conflict. And then you were quite the opposite where you just bring up conflict immediately when it yeah. happens. And so we clashed a lot initially with that. And we've had a lot of time to kind of grow through that. But I think that... Yeah, when we were first married, I wouldn't let her leave the room until we were done <laughs> with our conversation. And she was like, why are we even having this conversation? I need to leave the room, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was a lot. Well, I wanted to cool off and you wanted to nip it in the bud, you know, like yeah. take care of the problem. Yeah. So, I mean, we've we've grown a lot in that sense, but... Um, yeah, I don't I don't remember what your question was. What was your question? Yeah. No, so so I think so if if all you have all this stuff getting built under the rug and you're trying to you have this mound, like how do you handle it? Like how do you not always put things under the rug or how do you decrease the amount of the giant pile of dust, you know? Like how do like what do you do with that? Well, I think just communicating often has really helped us. I mean, we kind of have natural points in our lives where we just talk about things and that really makes a difference because it allows things to come up instead of letting them just disappear. Like, um, we, I mean, it doesn't, because we have little kids, like it doesn't always look like this, but we often will have kind of like a morning routine where we talk in the mornings over, over coffee and sometimes, because that's kind of devotional time too, sometimes we end up talking about like things that are on our heart, like things that God might be speaking to us. And But because you're my best friend too, I usually want to share things that God is doing in my life. So like that's a natural kind of like checkpoint, right? Like right. throughout the week. And I think, so I think for us, we've developed a habit of checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. So that's just like natural habit. And what's nice about habits is you end up doing them subconsciously or kind of happening. And then it's like having, um, you know, a income that comes, a passive income, right? Everybody online's like, how do you get passive income? <laughs> you know, money that just happens. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. But like in a relationship, if you develop habits and nurture habits that produce health it's it's helpful and so for us we have a handful of checkpoints we'll talk to you about today and uh, with each checkpoint comes you you have to nurture it over time right so one of our checkpoints like Alyssa is talking about is morning time rituals so our ritual in the morning for our f whole family is there's no screens uh and or music allowed on unless it's like worship music um until like 9 a.m 
Mm-hmm. It's the morning tranquility. Right. And so that helps foster time to slow down and be with God, right? And uh, Alyssa and I also get up before the kids. Right. So that also fosters that time, right? So our kids aren't allowed out of their room until a certain time. And so we get up before that and make sure that we can uh, slow down to be with Jesus. So, or talk to each other. Right, right. So that's a normal checkpoint for us. What's another checkpoint? Um, well, we have, so we have the no screens in the morning thing. We also, so dinner is kind of our fam, the family comes together time. So, I mean, we have busy seasons and stuff too, where, you know, with baseball in this last season, there were several nights where we were not <laughs> home for dinner. We basically just grabbed things and left. But if we are home, we're always eating dinner at the table. We don't eat in front of the TV. We make everybody come and sit down. Everyone eats the, like the same thing together. Right. And that's kind of a natural point for our family to talk. So like, the hope is that that would continue as they get older and then kind of those relationships we have with our kids, we'd be able to bring things up then too. But then we naturally end up talking after dinner as well because the kids will be done way faster than us and they'll ask to leave and (laughs) do their own thing and then we talk. So So we protect dinner time as well. So right, no screens at dinner and then... Like, but Alyssa and I are the only ones with phones, and so we put our phone, we keep our phones out of there right. too, to try yeah. to set an example for the future. But I will purposely ask questions at dinner, or uh, tell a story that I heard that day, or talk about something vulnerable in my life that I'm learning, so that we can develop um, and keep fostering that time for the kids. Right. So those are kind of like daily things. And then weekly, I mean, lately we haven't needed it as much, but there's been seasons in our life where we've had very different schedules. So we've kind of done like a weekly check-in where we look at the calendar together or even just talk about things throughout the week, you know, that are coming up or things that we've been dealing with that we haven't even had a chance to talk about. So sometimes, especially if like you're both working very different jobs or even like with a roommate just having a check-in once a week to kind of like go over not just the calendar but the if there's any issues or like things going on that you need to talk about that's like kind of a safe space right if you set it up beforehand to talk about it then you're not like you know just screaming at a person when they (laughs) do something you don't like but there's an appropriate time where you can talk to them about something you're frustrated with yeah, one of the best ways to build any type of relationships is with a, a calendar event on this calendar every week because it forces you to like to to withhold inf- so if you're in a fight, you know, or if you something you don't like about the other person, you can you can cool off and talk about that at that checkpoint, right? Right. So you don't have to and then you're you're way more level-headed and you're ready you understand a bigger picture of what you're about to say anyway. And the more you have a constant built-in schedule like that, it's not awkward when you're saying, "Hey, we need a check-in." Right? Because right. it's like, "Oh, what did I do wrong?" or "Oh, she must not like me," or "Oh, I'm in trouble," right? Cuz oh, I'm having a check-in, you know, but like <laughs> A weekly check-in produces an opportunity for both of you to learn and grow and be safe in that conversation. Right. The safer your your conversations are, the more vulnerable they and real and trustworthy they are. If the conversation isn't safe, 
um, the other your spouse or you won't be a hundred percent honest with right. what's going on. And we've I feel like we've used utilized that much more in the past when I was the one that would get really frustrated and angry in an argument and I would need to step away to just collect my thoughts and figure out what it really was that I was frustrated with or what I wanted to say. Because in the heat of the moment, sometimes it's difficult to communicate well. So sometimes we would step back and then I would kind of be able to collect myself and figure out what the real issue was that I had or what really was the thing festering under the surface. And then when we had that chance to talk, I was so much more level-headed and I knew what to expect, you know. So that's a really useful tool that I think can help a lot, especially if you're not communicating well with the person you're dealing with in the relationship. So we've got daily rhythms, weekly rhythms. And then I think that uh, the next section is like kind of quarterly or like yearly rhythms that you might find with your spouse. So um, for Alyssa and I, one of our natural like best check-in moments is on the way to vacation. Like yes. on the way to vacation. Like a lot of times I remember specifically like the kids are finally asleep and we're driving <laughs> a far distance and like this is an opportunity I have to bring up something that's close to my heart or that I'm dreaming about or that I finally can like kind of like think about that's outside of our scope and all the things that are going on. So I think that for me, those moments are moments that that are like important. Because I'm a dreamer, so I need to have those moments anyway. Yeah, I think those are good times to like even just talk about possibilities, right? Like dream about things that you may not really have plans to ever do, you know, but like maybe you just dream and you think about what could be possible or even, I mean, I mean, sometimes those are even just bigger moments to check in with our relationship, you know, maybe it's more an overall, like, how are we doing or what what do we see for the future for our relationship not just in general with our life you know right so that's a great moment to have and, and can i just tell you guys if you have young kids or you have people or you haven't been on vacation with your spouse just you two try to prioritize that try to fit it into your schedule see even if it's something like one time we went to canada you know we, we lived in detroit we lived an hour away from the border of michigan and canada we went to canada pre-covid and it was a great, it was like a one day situation, but we got away, we felt like we were away, and that really helped us get beyond all of that. Right. And we don't, I mean, we don't have a whole lot of getaway moments with just us, but we have gotten really good at creating moments. So it's not like you have to have a, a giant trip, you know, even just creating space within those moments to get away, or maybe just setting time aside and getting in a different scene is like all that you really need changing the atmosphere you know yeah so let's talk about one last checkpoint so our last checkpoint would have to be like the new year's checkpoint. yes we love the new year fresh starts mm-hmm. we all do about that <laughs> and i know there's a lot of naysayers and a lot of dis- disgruntled people about the fact that no one keeps their new year's habits but it's such an easy check-in time and so the new year I use for um, ministry, I use for our family and in our relationship. So I try to like uh, pray and ask God for a prophetic word for our family or our church. And uh, it's a really good time to check in with the goals and where we're at 
in our relationships. I remember one time specifically, Alyssa was like, this year I'm going to lose like 50 pounds or so. I don't remember. It was like a massive amount of weight. And I was like, okay, Alyssa, you know, in my brain. But she's like, no, I've planned it out and I've uh, scheduled it so that it's healthy and uh, this is how I'm going to do it. And it sh- and then she asked afterwards, she's like, can I spend this much money right. to help me do that? And I think it was a really good moment where um, – yeah, it was a New Year's resolution, but it was important to her heart, and it was something she wanted to change in her life. And I don't remember how it went. Did it go good? I don't. I, yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost it. Yeah. I don't know if it's all still lost, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's okay. But that year, you were yeah. driven all year long, right? And I think it was good. Like the money thing can be a really touchy thing. Like that can be a really sore subject for people and something you can easily shove under the rug, especially if you have like separate bank accounts, you know, and you don't even know what's happening with the other person. So especially for marriage, maybe the new year could be a great time to like bring up some of those things that are usually shoved under the rug when it comes to money stuff. And we're pretty open about um financial things and stuff like that and but we we talk about like bigger expenses or things that um we might want to change in the new year right like we go over our budget we do all those things and um it prevents a lot of fights and stuff too right i mean if we've already talked together and decided on something um financially then we don't have to argue about it later (laughs) Right. So it's not a surprise to anyone or anything like that. Like we we're on the same page, and so here are some here's a few checkpoints for us, right? Like so, you got your weekly checkpoints, uh, morning time or daily checkpoints, morning time and dinner time. You got your weekly checkpoints, which are what were they? What like were having they? a weekly meeting yes, or yes, calendar yes. appointment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then you've got your like semi annual or annual checkpoints, like going on vacation or. Um, New Year's and so like hopefully these things help you guys out at least that it helps us and I I just want to point out the fact that relationships are complicated and everybody's relationships at a different position and so we thought checkpoints are a great way to introduce healthy conversation and healthy conflict so if you are in a position where everything's toxic this might be more challenging if you're in a position where you feel very safe with your spouse and you've had these conversations all the time, this may feel very elementary. Mm-hmm. But like, depending on where you're at, communication leads to so many other things. Right. And communication can be really like hindered by unforgiveness, past events, you know, like uh, something that someone's done to each other, like uh, our family backgrounds, like anything and everything can really like hinder that. And so like we understand that it's a process and everybody's at a different spot. But at the same time, these are simple things that we can add to our lives, really practical, um, and over time produce results. Like not immediately, but over time. If you're not communicating with your spouse really at all, when you sit down and analyze it, maybe just adding one small type of checkpoint to your life would be a good place to start. You don't have to just start spewing all your hopes and dreams all at once when you haven't been doing that because it probably won't feel very safe, right? But even if you just did that small thing where you say, hey, why don't we put our phones away for dinner every night and start with that so that we just talk about our day? You know, maybe that's a good place 
to start communicating. Right. And uh, Alyssa and I were in a very busy season. And I remember um, Alyssa always asking like every day, hey, how can I help you today? Like, mm-hmm. hey, how can I help today? And that was an easy thing that I was always like, you, I don't think you can help me. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing <laughs> you can do. But at least it like eventually over time developed more pathways of communication. Right, right. And then just offering, like sometimes because you're talking about things, you're able to see needs that the other person has or things that you can help with. And that just builds your relationship, right? Like sometimes because we've been talking, you know, I've been overwhelmed. Maybe you offer to take a kid to practice that night. And that makes a big impact on our relationship. Those little things build up over time and they make a difference. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. And, uh, you know, Alyssa and I, we're not experts, but we have a great marriage. We've been married for a while. And so uh, 13 years. Almost. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And so uh, (laughs) we're thank you for you guys following us online. So hopefully you get something out of this. Again, this is experimental podcast summer. So uh, without a theme song. With no theme song. (laughs) And hopefully by the end of the summer, uh, we'll have something that we can say, wow, uh, people really liked this or liked that. And uh, maybe we can turn that into like a season in the fall. So thanks for joining us today and hope to see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye.